Welcome everyone to the Greenmaker Wrestling Podcast, a prairie proud wrestling podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great day, evening, weekend, whenever it is you might be sitting down and listening to this. Now, before we get into this week's episode, I want to touch base on a few things. First and foremost, I want you to head over to YouTube, head over to Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, search up Love Wrestling. Hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button hit the like button, whatever it is, you know, whatever platform, just make sure you're tuned into love wrestling. There are some fantastic shows up on there. There's the monthly love pro wrestling shows, which you do not want to miss. And you remember growing up how Saturday mornings you would, you know, you'll watch your cartoons and then there'd always be Saturday morning wrestling. Well, a brand new show is debuting up on love wrestling. It is called for exposure. It is hosted by myself and a good friend of mine, Pluggo, who you've seen do streaming up on Love Wrestling. Now, the show is going to be covering independent wrestling. We're going to talk some upcoming shows, previewing shows, reviewing shows, talk about favorite matches that have happened in the past week, all focused on independent wrestling. We are both very proud and very stoked to bring that to you. It is going to be 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern up on the Love Wrestling YouTube channel, if I'm not mistaken. If it's not up on YouTube, it's up on Twitch. So that's why I say follow everything. You don't want to miss out. We are both very excited, very stoked to bring this to you. Cannot wait. So make sure you hit subscribe, hit like, and definitely stay tuned and check it out. Also, last weekend, I was very fortunate to check out two fantastic shows. Thursday, I was down in Fargo for Time Bomb Pro Wrestling. Came back the next night. Winnipeg Pro Wrestling here in Winnipeg. Both were incredible shows. Make sure make sure you stay tuned to their social media, their YouTube channels for when they post the videos because both were great. I mean, Time Bomb Pro had Badger Briggs and Kevin Koo in the main event, Jordan versus Brian Keith, Bill Alfonso wrestling Shane Black in a no DQ match, and by God, Shane Black is fantastic. I got to grab me a Shane Black t-shirt. Winnipeg Pro Wrestling, I mean, James Roth and AJ Sanchez, very curious to see what's uh, what's next for both of these guys because I think there's a, a whole lot more story they're going to tell. Um, Heather Reckless was fantastic in her match with Jody Thread, very stoked on her. And, I mean, huge, huge shout-out to Red Hot Summer becoming the first-ever WPW Tag Team Champion. So huge props to them. Make sure you give them a congratulations. Very stoked for both of them. And last, but certainly not least, earlier this week, CWE announced that Alex Hammerstone unfortunately won't be able to make his scheduled appearance, but they got a fantastic replacement. Joining CWE for some upcoming shows in early June, former WWE superstar Chris Masters. Chris has wrestled with CWE before. He's all over NWA, wrestling on power, wrestled on the NWA AAA show not too long ago. And earlier this year, wrestled out for Dungeon Wrestling, facing off with Nick Aldis for the, he challenged for the Stu Hart Heritage Championship. So Chris Masters is coming back to Manitoba, June 7th, Nipawa, June 8th, Morden, June 9th, Winnipeg, and June 10th, Surus. I'm very stoked for that Winnipeg show. I'll be there to check it out. 
Hopefully that you'll be able to grab tickets when they're in your town as well. Now, this week on the podcast, I was very stoked to chat with my guests this week. I was joined by Relentless Riley Rose. Now, Riley's been wrestling for just under a year, so we talked about that, the progress she has made in that year, and just how far she's come. We talked about becoming the youngest Can-Am wrestling women's champion in their history. We talked about just the memorable matches she had, the match she had against Zoe Sager at the Love Wrestling Clandestine show not too long ago, and so much more. So without further ado on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Relentless Riley Rose. Now, I know championships in wrestling can kind of, you know, people, I, I've talked to people before and they're all like, yeah, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's fun. It's cool. But to be the youngest Can-Am women's champion and know that your name is going into the record books and it'll be there, you know, until the next person comes along, if ever, that's got to be kind of a nice feeling to know that you've like cemented a place in wrestling history. Yeah, it's... um it's amazing honestly um i tend to try and downplay a lot of things just when i remain humble but i can't deny that being the youngest champion for a promotion it's significant regardless Mm -hmm. and it's it's of great respect and i respect that championship i respect the people in the back it's it's all around a great feeling Like, I feel like as Canadians, we're starting to more recognize things like how important it is to acknowledge history, you know, whether it is wrestling related or just what people are doing. Like we kind of, we're, we're a little passive when it comes to that. Like Americans will, you know, I find they'll toot their horns a little bit more, but you know, us, we're kind of like, oh yeah, you know, so it's like, it's nice to know as being like recognized. I mean, Vance Nevada had a book come out, you know, controlling chaos where, documenting all the promotions all that and it it's one of those things where it's nice that it's being recognized more i should say yeah completely i 100 percent agree because there are so many uh promotions in canada and a lot of different wrestlers are going to go work for those different promotions mm-hmm. and there's history behind that and i believe that even though there's many of them it's important to recognize that there's there's history underneath all of that mm-hmm so what was it that first drew you into wrestling like as a fan oh so what first drew me into wrestling um was actually my best friend from a while back um so she was in this phase and she wanted to influence me with it so we could watch it together and Mm -hmm. she said Danica you need to watch this this is this is awesome um and I ended up watching the Wyatt family against the shield Okay. from way back when. And Oh man, I fell in love with this. So mm-hmm. I started watching it. I ordered pay-per-views. I would watch them live. I would go all out whenever I could get my hands on merchandise from <laughs> WWE. Um, and then one day I decided I want to do this as mm-hmm. a career. Wouldn't it be cool if I could? My parents thought it was a phase, so they thought, okay, we're gonna we're gonna put you to a little bit of a test here. Yes. So I went to amateur wrestling for two years. Okay. I um I ended up qualifying for nationals twice, but on both occasions I wasn't able to go 
mm-hmm. one due to the age limit and the other due to COVID shutdown. Mm-hmm. So then I started researching my, I started researching for a pro wrestling training facility that I could go to. And then I stumbled across Top Talent Wrestling Academy. I started mm-hmm. emailing the owner and then I forwarded all the emails to my mom and said, okay. <laughs> well, I, I knew you had uh, gotten into amateur wrestling and that's another thing that like, it isn't, I feel like up here, it's not as wildly, like, I don't want to say appreciated, but like, you don't hear as too many people getting into it. So like, like to take that path, I mean, that's a good starting block to get into professional wrestling. So like, kudos to you for that. Yeah. And it's, it's a, still a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. The mm-hmm. conditioning is horrible. It, <laughs> it's, it's truly a nightmare. But you also have a lot of good memories, a lot of fond memories, and you stumble along a, a lot of people that you meet along the way. And I'm still friends with a few of them. Mm-hmm. I'm still pretty good friends with a couple of them. Um, but amateur wrestling, I believe, should be more recognized as well because mm-hmm. there is so much hard work going into that mm-hmm. and some of the opportunities people get offered are absolutely wild and amazing mm-hmm. did, did the thought ever cross to like continue staying with amateur wrestling or you pretty much had your mindset professional wrestling was the way you wanted to go oh i already had my mindset i was oh. dead on <laughs> i want to be a professional wrestler my dad was more maybe if you do it for a couple more years you can go into the olympics Mm-hmm. But that just wasn't my groove. I wanted to get into the squared circle. You want to do what makes you happy. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, wrestling all around makes me happy, but I <laughs> wanted to take it a step further and mm-hmm. progress further into my, my goal, my dream. As, like with, you know, you mentioned the Wyatts and the Shield as your like kind of entry point into getting into wrestling. Now, what was it about that there was it just like the moment the crowd reaction what drew you into it i believe what drew me into that original match was just seeing the amount of athleticism involved uh the storytelling the shenanigans and the the all-around package is what brought me into it it kind of absorbed me Mm -hmm. um because uh after that i also like became absolutely obsessed with the shield (laughs) (laughs) admittedly i did um yeah it's just the whole package that really brought me into it Mm -hmm. um to touch back on amateur wrestling because to me like i i think that's incredible the like i mean you've mentioned the hard work and everything like when you first went in there your first training experience there what was running through your head when you're you know stepping foot there When I first stepped foot into there, I honestly had no idea what to expect, Mm -hmm. considering I went from a drastic change of indoor soccer to amateur wrestling, which are two completely different ballparks if you compare them. (laughs) So I had really no idea what to expect when I stepped in there, but I was excited because I was getting one step closer to doing what I want to do. So you go through, I mean, you mentioned qualifying for nationals twice, being unable to do that. And then the next step was going to top talent. What was it about top talent that you were like, this is where I want to go? 
was it just the interactions with uh, the owners there, the trainers, or was there something else? It was the interactions. And I also, um, I actually realized this, like, I believe midway or after conversing with the owner, but I realized that the trainers were uh, two wrestlers who were working uh, on some of these local shows Mm -hmm. and I've watched them before and they were really good. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, shit, they're, they're, I don't know what else to say. Cause they were, they're super professional and, um, I trusted their ability to train because I have seen them in matches prior to that before. Mm-hmm. So you had gone to indie shows before ever getting involved with wrestling, correct? Uh, not before ever getting involved with wrestling. Okay. I was okay. before involving in pro wrestling. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So your trainers, uh, I'm going to take a guess, heavy metal and MRB. Those are my trainers. Okay. Two incredibly talented wrestlers. And I mean, synonymous with wrestling, not just in Western Canada, but all throughout. I I don't think I have enough good things I could say about those two. Yeah. They're both excellent trainers, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, Their ability in the ring is also extraordinary they have this presence to them that is just so um i can't think of the word that i'm trying to search for right now but they have this they have this really nice presence to them and they conduct themselves in a professional way and i love both of them Mm -hmm. both of them are amazing I found one of the, like, I know with uh, Heavy Metal, I had the chance to talk to him outside of the podcast realm. I, I had to drive him around one afternoon for before a show and, like, just talking to him. And he has such an incredible mind for wrestling, like, just the way he thinks about it. And, like, you can pick his brain and, like, the amount of advice that he can give you, like, without you knowing it is unimaginable. He gives such good advice and he also provides really good analogies to back it up. So if you're a bit confused on something, he will provide an analogy that will look kind of broaden the picture for you. Mm -hmm. And his teaching style is, I I really like his teaching style and is the amount of talent he has, as you could say, top talent. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you decide uh, top talent, that's where you're going to go train. And I mean, your, your family supporting you hundred percent through this, like, did they, did they figure you were going to make it through the amateur wrestling? Yeah. Um, so when I actually presented all the emails to my parents, they had, they talked about it and they realized that if I'm dead serious about this, then I would have gone through with a little more amateur. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the fact that I didn't drop out of amateur wrestling either, that was also kind of, okay, that's an incentive that she wants to do this. So we're going to give it a go. And mm-hmm. now they're just full blown. I made, I converted my mom into a wrestling mom to wow. say the least. So. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, Monday nights, she's sitting down to watch raw with you. She's coming to all your matches. You guys are set. Oh yeah. She comes to all my matches. Okay. Uh, I mean, like I'll get to your first match in a little bit, but like, I, I have to ask, like, you know, 
you have your your family supporting you your first match you see them out in the crowd that had to be an incredible feeling oh it was incredibly nerve-wracking but also so exciting i had so much adrenaline Mm -hmm. um when i stepped out of that curtain when i was wrestling in front of the crowd and even afterward i just i was on an adrenaline high Mm -hmm. because it was something that i had imagined i would be doing for so long and then i actually had my chance to perform in front of a live crowd nonetheless Mm -hmm. on a spectacular show Mm -hmm. yeah that was the first top talent show correct yes and i mean they've done some incredible shows so far i mean the the venue looks incredible it seems to sell out every time and like the crowds are just hyped for it yeah and the crowds only get bigger too mm-hmm. um it's like it's almost as if uh they're also amped up on excitement and adrenaline so uh all of that excitement that's floating around it it does influence you and you're you start to get hyped yourself mm-hmm um, to touch back on the training, I mean, what do you feel like, I mean, obviously amateur wrestling is helping you with, you know, some of the stuff to lead into professional wrestling, but what do you feel was the biggest kind of takeaway you were able to use from that to implement into training professionally? Honestly, the roles, yeah. uh, rolling during drills is super important because, uh, you need to know how to tuck your head. Mm-hmm. So Back in amateur wrestling, we would do that during warm-up so much in so many different ways that when I did go into um, professional wrestling, I did need a little bit of tweaking on my form and all that. But relatively, it was pretty, I would say it was pretty simple for me for a little while. Yeah. And I mean... With, you know, metal and MRB as your trainers, I mean, any big takeaways that you were able to really grab from them to implement into yourself for wrestling? Yeah, actually, there's been a couple things that um, I've been able to kind of pick their brain at, or I've been able to ask them certain things, and they can provide so many detailed responses to that Mm. one thing. And you're able to just, some of them, it's not so easy as just, to just pick it and kind of allow it to influence you. It does take a little bit of time, Mm -hmm. but there are some things that are just so easy to grasp onto. Mm -hmm. So your first match, top talent uh, against TFA, Taryn from accounting, uh, former guest of the show. Um, You mentioned, you know, like the excitement, the nerves, and overall, what were your thoughts on the match? Uh, Honestly, from my first match, I thought that was pretty good. Because um, a lot of people, you hear that they say, oh, I wasn't really satisfied with my first match. Yeah. But I feel like we did pretty good. I'm actually quite proud of how I did on my first match. That's, Obviously, that's... I have progressed a little more, but mm-hmm. it's good to look back and say, okay, this was my starting block. Yeah. To, have... to be able to leave it and be happy with what you've done, I mean... That's a huge kudos to yourself. Thank you. And I mean, obviously, you know, like, it's not to say like, Hey, after that, you're, you're set, like always things to grow on, but to be happy. I mean, I think that's, that's good. So, um, now I want to ask about becoming Riley Rose, you know, relentless Riley Rose. What sort of influences did you take to become who you are? So 
Uh, I actually got my relentless nickname from my mom mm-hmm. because that's what she described me as. Uh, because there would be so many nights where um, I would have to first off make sure that I'm still progressing in school, making sure that I have honors, and then um, going over to wrestling practice amateur. And there would be times where I would uh, be near the point of throwing up or I would be just so physically tired, but I would still keep pushing through those practices, pushing through those hard moments. Uh, Some of the mini camps were also like, they were super tough, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, So all, and also the kind of sacrifices that I had to make in my social life. Uh, So she kind of pictured me as that word and I decided to adopt that. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's uh, you're the second person in the past little bit who's mentioned. I mean, that I think a lot of people don't realize the, the sacrifices that do go into becoming a professional wrestler, the training, the commitments, all of that sort of stuff, like you're missing, you know, family gatherings, birthdays, parties, all of that. And it's for, to do something that you really love. Yeah. Um, so you have to make a lot of different forms of sacrifices, whether it be on a big scale or a smaller scale, uh, you have to make sure that you're, um, keeping your physical stature in shape. You know, you want to be healthy. You want to, um, I don't know if you maybe want to progress in the gym. You have to also make sure you do that. Um, and again, also social lives. There's so many people who, as soon as you start committing yourself to something, they kind of back down or they start acting as if they're supportive and then they'll say something else behind your back. Yeah. Well, I mean, with wrestling and I mean, even like, you know, online, you know, I, I know you, you have Twitter, Instagram, that, and like, it's, it has to be tough. Like, do you ever find like sometimes like with the mental aspect that it's can be a little like overwhelming because I mean, it's so easy nowadays for someone to say whatever and think that there's no repercussions, but it does affect people. Yeah. Uh, there's also definitely some mental strain in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to let it bother me too, too much, but, uh, I will start getting overwhelmed and stressed in certain scenarios because I easily get stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Um, so there's certain things from wrestling that will stress me out, but mm-hmm. it's, it's also kind of good nerves at the same time because it shows that I'm, I care about it. Yeah, oh, for sure. So much that I'm letting it worry me. Mm -hmm. One thing I noticed was just how much you've come in in the past year, like from your debut to where you are now, your in-ring work, your confidence. I mean, you seem like, you know, people say like, uh, like almost leveling up, like just everything about you just increased tenfold. Like, what do you feel are like your biggest, like, you know, uh, not contributions, but like biggest things that have helped you gotten there. Biggest things that have helped me got there is um, training, yeah. just going through the motions and um, focusing on some advice that I've been given. 
from a various amount of other people, such as Vance Nevada and my trainers, other people. Um, I've kind of tried to key to that advice. Mm -hmm. And I've also just learned to kind of have fun in the ring because on my debut, you could pretty much tell that I was still very nervous and I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure how to conduct myself. But now it's, I'm, I'm here to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one, like I'll, I'll, I'll sh- offer this one, but it was f- the best piece of advice I was ever given was actually from one of your trainers. And the, the advice was not all money is good money. And that's something that even with podcasting and different, you know, avenues, it's something that I keep in mind because like, just because it's a job, uh, a paying job doesn't mean that it's going to be worth it in the end. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, definitely true. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, I wanted to ask because I mean, you, you were training, you know, post COVID, um, and the wrestling world. I mean, it was almost on another level from before, you know, like the, the shows are packed. It seems like everyone, they missed out for, you know, two years or so. And then it was like, we're getting right back into it. So, like you're out there, you're going to, you're doing these shows. And I mean, you're seeing more kids there. What does it feel like to know that like you're almost maybe inspiring some of these younger kids? I mean, younger girls in the crowd or younger boys and they see you out there because I know like, I I mean, I have a stepdaughter. I took her to a wrestling show and she was amazed at the, the Ava Lawless and Taryn from accounting match, you know, like everything else she didn't care about, but that match, she was into it. So for yourself, like, do you, does that ever kind of like register that like I'm impacting these kids' lives? It will register at the weirdest times. I, I, I will not lie. It's, it's something that strikes your mind at, um, I'm not going to say odd times, but it's when it does strike my mind, it, it it's a feel good moment. Cause I know that I was inspired by a bunch of wrestlers to pursue this mm-hmm. career. So the fact that I'm influencing even just a small amount of people to try something out or they're fixated on a women's match, mm-hmm. I find that to just, it's a feel good moment. It's, mm-hmm. it really is. <laughs> um, you've wrestled. I mean, I think you've wrestled through all of Western Canada so far. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I know Winnipeg, you did, I think it was Primo's and Tony Candelo. Yes. I mean, uh, Tony Candelo synonymous with wrestling here in Manitoba and Winnipeg. Were you able to pick his brain at all? Unfortunately, I uh, didn't get the opportunity to pick his brain, Mm -hmm. uh, considering we had such a long drive back and there was a lot going on in between everything. Mm -hmm. So uh, I didn't get the opportunity to, unfortunately. Any future plans to make your way back here to uh, the middle province? Yeah, I mean, if I get offered for another Primo's job, then Mm -hmm. you'll see me back out there. I know that you're going to be making your way out east, correct? For the Wrestle Wrestling Academy, the 2023? Yes, two yeah. days. When does that all take place? 
Uh, that actually, so there's two dates set for the quarterfinals. I am on May 7th. Okay. Coming up on Sunday. Uh, and it's in Montreal, Quebec at Club Soda. I mean, this is a huge opportunity. I know, I think last year was the first year and people weren't too sure about it. But this year, you look at the names of who, it's a who's who of wrestling almost that's taking part in this. Yeah, it's, it's very, um, how do I word it? It's very exciting, but also it, I am also very anxious for this because again, there's such a huge opportunity at stake Mm -hmm. and I don't want to mess up and potentially pass up on this opportunity. So it's, I mean, nonetheless, it will be a great learning experience. Oh, for sure. Don't get me wrong. And I'm super excited to go there. I'm super excited to wrestle down there because um, it will be my first time actually wrestling in Quebec. But there also are some nerves that go along with that as well. Yeah. And I mean, it, obviously it's normal, but like the fact that you're putting out, putting yourself out there, you know, doing something like this, you know, you take in as much training as you can, like that's, it's a huge testament to your drive and determination. Oh yeah. I, I would, I honestly wouldn't want to pass up this opportunity. I made sure that this week, um, no matter what, that I wouldn't somehow get sick. Um, I would take every precaution necessary to uh, avoid any kind of injuries or harm or, again, the cold. Yeah. I, I don't want to miss this. This is one shot, essentially. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I know I'll be cheering you on, definitely. Like, I, I hope you get that. It's a huge opportunity. I, I know the two winners last year got to go train at Nightmare Factory, I think it was, where they won some money. So, I mean, it's a it's a good opportunity. I hope you, uh, hope you get it. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, I mean, right now, I mean, you're you're working as much as you can, you know, you're taking these opportunities. What do you see for yourself in the future? What would you like to accomplish in the next few years? In the next few years, I would absolutely love to accomplish wrestling in the States. Yeah. Um, potentially trying to climb that way up to AEW or being on impact or one of those uh, bigger wrestling organizations. Cause that's mm-hmm. the overall dream that I'm looking at. And Considering I do believe I have an age advantage, so <laughs> um, I I believe it's doable. I just really need to put in that work. Yeah, and it seems over the past few years you've noticed an influx in you know you know women's wrestling as a whole. You're having full promotions, full pay per views. So all of this is leading to more opportunity for yourself and more chances, and that that's all you can really ask for. Yeah, you, um, you're starting to see more women representation in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, like, locally, there's women's wrestlers. Um, but at the same time, there's also not. Just mm-hmm. because of the, like, areas and the promotions they work for, it's, there's more women representation. But we definitely need a little more women wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I th- Manitoba, I feel is like a black hole for that. We don't have many. There'll be shows where it's like no women's matches or anything. Uh, I, huge props though to 
WPW who will feature, you know, up to two or three on a show. So, I mean, that's a testament to them, but you know, it's, it's all out of towners. Bang on to include uh, like two women's matches on a show. I think them doing that is, it's such a small thing to book when you Mm -hmm. try and look at it from one way, but when you look at it for another way, it's spectacular to include more women's bookings. Because especially in uh, Manitoba, as you mentioned, you don't really see many of those in some promotions. No. So they're they're going out of their way to book women, and that is phenomenal. Uh, and I, I mean, I will I will say you're seeing it more. I'm no, I know CWE is doing a tour out west. They've, uh, I mean, they're having Tessa Blanchard and I think Rhea Von Slasher on there. So. They're bringing out more and uh, Primo's regularly does. So hopefully it's something you see more of and it might lead to, you know, more women getting involved with wrestling out here. And then you do see that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that if you start including more women's matches into shows, then more people can become influenced by that because they're seeing these uh, women perform and, these other women start becoming influenced by it too. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely potential for more women to invest themselves into this career. Um, last week you uh, wrestled on the LPW clandestine society show, correct? Yes. Against Zoe Sager. Yes. First time wrestling her. That was actually my first time wrestling her uh, on a live show. Okay. Yeah. So overall thoughts on the match. Was that your first appearance with uh, Love Pro Wrestling? That was my first appearance with uh, Love Pro Wrestling. And I'm glad to say that my first match was with Zoe. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a fun time there. It was, it was really fun. Yeah, that's good. Um, now, I mean, I like to always ask, you know, uh, is there any matches that really stick out to you that you are, like, exceptionally proud of? Any moments for yourself so far? Um, I will say that I have been, like, there's one match that I am pretty proud of. Um, was the, at the, not the last Top Talent show, but the one before that, um, where it was Ava Lawless and Jody Threat against me and Kat Von Heats. Nice. Um, it, was, it was so much fun to work with them. And um, the experience was great. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say that will like, show that I'm repeating myself. <laughs> I kind of am. But <laughs> I mean, that's okay. It's, I think it's a testament to like, what you know the shows you're a part of what you've been able to do in the ring and just your overall experiences i mean like hey if you're it's a great moment a great show then people should know yeah so um now i like to ask everyone for a match recommendation so one that you're a fan of that you think the listeners should go go to your way to check out whether it's up on youtube wwe AEW, anything like that Ooh, okay and if you have kind of, more than one, feel free. I have to go a bit into the memory bank. Um, first one that comes to my head is Ray Ripley and Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Mm. Okay, nice, nice. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. That was, I mean, if that were the main event, I wouldn't have complained. Um, it should have been the main event. Let's be honest. So. It should have been the main event. 
<laughs> I loved Usos and Sammy and Kevin, but the winners of the Royal Rumble are supposed to main event WrestleMania, so yeah, they they kind of nailed like out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. They nailed it out of the ballpark, right? Yeah. Um, for yourself, what do you have for upcoming shows? Uh, like upcoming bookings? Yes, that the fans can check you out at. Um, so upcoming bookings that I have uh, are primarily with Can Am. Okay. I actually do have a list on my phone just when I keep track of everything. Because mm-hmm. my memories, so primarily Can Am um, as of right now. There's also the Clandestine Infinity Gauntlet on the 13th. Nice. That is to raise money for the uh, salary. Yes, a huge, a huge thing that MRB is doing. And I mean, I, I'm excited to watch on YouTube. So like that, he's really putting himself out there. Yeah, uh, eight hours. That's, that's crazy. That's mental, but it's for such a good cause. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you have to respect him for such a thing as well. Cause he's spending eight hours in the ring to raise money for the Stollery Children's Hospital. That in its on its own is just so honorable and respectable. I, I like that they basically like he he reached his goal and they're like, you might want to considering upping it because you've reached it in two days. So Yeah, that was crazy. I saw the <laughs> announcement for that mentioning that he had exceeded the goal and I was blown away by the amount of support. Mm-hmm. Um for those listening, if they're not already following you on social media, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me uh, on either Twitter or Instagram for Relentless Riley, or they can catch me at the shows I'm working at. Perfect. Riley, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really had a nice chat with you. Thank you so much to Riley Rose for joining me on the Grade Maker Wrestling Podcast. I'm very stoked for her. I mean, She has a bright, bright future ahead, and I can't wait to see what she does in wrestling. Thank you to her, and thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter, at GreenmakerPod, Facebook, Instagram, Greenmaker Wrestling Podcast, up on all podcast streaming platforms, uh, email graymakerpodcast at gmail.com and I got t-shirts available 25 bucks a piece hit me up I will get you one or go to whatamaneuver.net and you can search up on there Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast you can only f- also find me doing streaming up on Love Wrestling weekly Saturday mornings on 4 Exposure with my good friend Plugo so definitely check us out there and I think that covers everything so thanks again for checking out the podcast we'll talk soon